welcome to Things That Will Help with Buffy Barfoot. This podcast explores what it's like to be human and how to find tools to feel clear, grounded, and happier. Each episode will have a different theme, and we'll talk about things that help to bring that theme to real life. The human stories ahead do not negate the heart or the dark, but rather point to the lighthouses along the way. This is Buffy. Maya Angelou said, I learned a long time ago the wisest thing I can do is be on my own side. A couple of weeks ago, a dear student and fellow teacher, Rachel Stroud of Buffalo and Sparrow, wrote to me and she sent me this quote. And she wondered if I would have any interest in building a podcast using this quote as the foundation. And so I put it on the stove to simmer and just let it sit. And I wanted to see what would happen to it. And when something piques my interest like this and speaks to me, I sometimes just need to let it cook in the back for a while and see what and see who accumulates around it. And usually the creative seed becomes like a magnet at some point. And it seems like other people and ideas and light bulbs kind of jump into the pot with the original thing. And then it becomes something else all of its own. And so with this quote about the wisdom of being on your own side, simmering, and me just kind of watching with interest about what, was go- what it was going to turn into, the other morning... I took a Peloton ride with one of my favorite instructors, Tunde Oyene. And one of the reasons that Tunde is my favorite is because of how she drives the theme of the ride. I like to exercise to keep my body fit, but pure body movement and pure exercise without a theme that I can apply in real life tends to fall a little flat and a little empty for me. And I generally am drawn to teachers who have a gift for installing themes about how the movement can connect us to something bigger, to spirit and to the wisdom that is omnipresent in all of us. And I think that's that's mostly why I like to ride with Tunde because she she does this really well. And I always feel fuller and more spiritually robust after riding with her. And not to mention strong. I feel really strong after her rides. And so the other morning I'm taking this ride with her. And she starts talking about knowing your why. About knowing your your why when you ride. Knowing your why when you put yourself in the line of transformation. Of change. Of anything that you do. And she goes on, and in the middle of the hills, she starts to play Tina Turner's Proud Mary. (laughs) And I, I can be inspired to do just about anything with Tina Turner singing in my ear. And so I'm pouring sweat, and I'm listening to Tunde and her message. And as things are building to a peak difficulty... She starts to look directly at the camera and and she starts to speak slower to indicate emphasis. And she says that 
the best CEOs on the planet tend to have one common denominator. And that commonplace where the best CEOs intersect is that they create and consistently honor and execute their mission statement. That they really live by a clear and stated mission. A mission that is specific to the maintenance, nutrition, and growth of their company. And that this keeps them in the alignment of their why. So at this point, I had stopped the ride, essentially, or slowed it way down to take notes. As a writer and as a collector of stories, of wisdom, of spiritual wealth, I always have a notebook or something like an index card to scratch down ideas and notes with me in a pen. Anne Lamott definitely taught me that. And so as I'm taking notes on Tunde's wisdom, I realize that that quiet little thing about being on your own side, that little thing that has been quietly cooking in the back of my stove, that is the thing that she's talking about. The Maya Angelou quote, I learned a long time ago, the wisest thing I can do is be on my own side. This is very simple. And as most really simple things are, profound when actually applied. Some of this work begins with just the investigation of who you are and what you stand for. Getting so clear on that. There are so many things to be and there are so many things to do. And you are not all of those things. And so as seekers, as people that are really trying to understand our own depth, we have to start to boil it down. You know, a restaurant that is profoundly good at Thai cuisine does not need to be good at Greek cuisine or teaching yoga or exfoliation or pain relief. They need to be very good at Thai food, and that is where their jewels are and where their mission arises from. And of course, right, that seems obvious, but we get so distracted, I think, and so um, drawn by the pretty lights around us. Oh, I think I'll do this. Oh, I think I'll do this. Maybe I should do this. That we lose sight of our true mission. And when we think about our mission statements as humans, it can feel more complicated than it has to. But as Tunde continued to speak on this during this ride, all of my inspiration bells started to go off. She was talking about her own journey, in particular her weight loss journey, about how she lost over 70 pounds, and she redirected her path so that she was at the top of her game. And she kept repeating one phrase during the ride, what is your why, and what is your mission statement? And she said a lot of people teased her about her weight, at a certain point, and she never got asked out on dates. And there were other external things that were, from what it sounded like, very painful and traumatic. But she insisted that those outside things were never her why. They were never the motivator 
or the catalyst that really helped her turn a corner and really helped her take hold of her life. Her why was that she did it for herself. She was her own why, and that is why it took hold. And we do know this, that when your why is for other people, it's fragile and it's, it, it tends to be paper thin. If your transformation depends on somebody else or you need their reaction to you and your transformation to be a certain way, then that's dangerous. And one of the ways that I've seen this show up for me is when I can feel that sometimes people I am close to don't want me to transform because there's something that is serving them about me staying tamped down. Because sometimes people get attached to you when you are broken or scared or in crisis. And they generally don't mean any harm. But they somehow, whether it's subconscious or not, are benefiting from you not updating your mission statement. And I think most of the time it is subconscious and not aggressive or malicious. But they were maybe feeling better supported when you were smaller. Or they felt better about themselves when you were smaller. So our why, as Tunde teaches, must originate from our core. And that is how it will really be carried through. Because no one is going to want it enough for you. People don't have that kind of attention span for you. You have to have that kind of attention span for you. Only you can do that. But when our why comes from deep within ourselves, it's rock solid and can withstand the weather. It can withstand the weather. The sways and the creeks and the rain and the storms and the flooding and all the mayhem, all the extremes. Because it is a place inside of deep centering and deep calibration that no one else can even approach. It is above reproach. So Tunde still coaching us through this hot and this really hard climb, says that she started to think about being the CEO of her own life. And again, I'm writing and I'm trying to really listen at this point and I'm also scribbling down notes at the same time. If we thought of ourselves as running a company that we were the CEO of, that we are the CEO of, our body and our spirit. How could it, how would it change our ability to be on our own side? Think about how you take care of yourself first, just like in a body way. What you feed yourself. Are you eating food that helps your company, your body run in the healthiest way? Food is medicine and food is fuel. What you eat determines how you feel, what kind of energy you have to live optimally, and ultimately it affects what you're able to produce and how enjoyable your day-to-day is. And then 
Another question to ask yourself is, are you moving every day? At least are you dancing around the kitchen for the time it takes for the tea kettle to boil? Moving doesn't need to be fancy. It doesn't need to take a a ton of time and money. It doesn't need to be that kind of movement. Just Just a dance party every day. Move your blood and your lymph so that your body doesn't accept stagnancy as the normal. So that your company, your body, doesn't accept stagnancy as the normal. Oh, and the, and the thing that she said that was maybe my favorite is that during this discovery of her why, she focused on a feeling rather than a number. In her case, the feeling of being a strong athlete instead of the weight loss number. And your story may have nothing to do with weight loss or anything body related, but the invitation to invoke a feeling rather than a number or a hard line someone else has drawn, that is for all of us in terms of transformation. So instead of what the finish line looks like on paper, your mission becomes a quality, a quality of life, a feeling of joy, of accomplishment, a feeling of restoration, not of passing a goal that somebody else has written down and has deemed helpful for you. Joan Didion, who I adore as a writer, said, I have already lost touch with a couple of people I used to be, and I love this, and I really get this, because we do get to reboot and rebrand the company when we want to. If we are the CEO, then after a few years at least, we need an overhaul. We need to go over things with a fine-tooth comb and ask the questions, is this still what we believe? What about this? Are these the people that are still representing us well? Do we need to rethink who we're, who we're choosing to spend time with? What is our most current mission statement? And are we following it? And I also got to think about overextension. As a body, as a company we are in charge of, are you trying to do or trying to be too many things? So go back to the Thai cuisine. Are you trying to be good in too many directions? Part of clarifying a mission statement is calling down what we do not do, and what we do not need. So do that. Do that right now. Start to give those things away that don't belong to you. And the self-talk, of course, we know is just as important as what we eat because we are feeding our body language and confidence and hopefully things that widen our spiritual scope. If the self-talk is not in check then the company is suffering from toxic practice. And that's it. It's seriously one of the most important things and useful things that we can do is to clean up how we speak to ourselves. So this all had me thinking, too, about the gunas. And the gunas, some of, some of you may have heard of them. They're something that we study in yoga 
and they are very practical for thinking about how we use our energy as currency. And sometimes I teach the gunas through the lens of the Winnie the Pooh characters. And Rajas, Rajas is like the Tigger energy that we need. It's the energy that we need to move things and to bring fresh blood in, to get out of bed, to tackle the day, to create new ideas. Rajas is the energy of breakthrough. And then there's Tamas, T-A-M-A-S, Tamas energy. And that's kind of like the Eeyore energy, which we tend to think of as, as negative in our culture, but it's not always bad. We need Tamas energy to slow down, um, to create a grounding space for ourselves. It's inertia. Tamasic energy is crucial for bedtime, for restoration, and for incubation periods. And then there's sattvic energy. And I'm not really sure that there's a poo character that exactly fits sattva. But it's, um, it's the place in the middle. Sattva energy is maintenance, where we know with clarity our mission statement. And we do whatever is necessary to maintain it day to day. It's sort of a mixture of rajas and tamas, a mixture of eeyore and tigger. So a place that is balanced. It's steady pressure without overdoing it. And sattva energy is really about regularly checking in. It's about taking good care and moving out what needs to be moved out and then standing still when that is called for. And I I think it takes rajas or tigger energy to dig down for your why and find the initial motivation for building a clear mission statement in the first place. And then sattvic energy to maintain that consistent and loving pace, the kind of discipline and pace it takes to stay healthy and to treat your body and your spirit well. And that also includes good boundaries and deep self-love and the balance of good chocolate and clean living and not being too hard on yourself, but also having discipline and knowing when to give up the to-do sheet and then knowing when to kind of bear down on it too. You know, real balance, good for the soul balance. Not so much discipline that you are dried up, stuck up, shriveled up in a place of like hard wood that never has fun but so that you are relaxed and happy in your skin and so that you have ample energy to tackle the life and the hopes that you have at least the best you can so strong and supple at once and I think that that's really what Tunde was ultimately getting to in her ride is that we have to honor deep self-listening, understanding our why, and operating from that place of sustainability. I want to share Tunde's mission statement. She shared it on the ride, and just hearing hers helped me understand how I wanted to build mine. And I think it's just really good to have such a such a gorgeous example. This is hers. 
I am Tunde Oyene, daughter of two immigrants. I am the gatekeeper to my own happiness. I want to live in a body that I love, that I treat with kindness and respect. I want to keep this body, my one body, strong. I want to keep this body, my one body, strong. I think one of the most important things in building a strong mission statement such as hers is to understand that it's a container, that it's big enough and broad enough to hold all the things about you without contradiction. And it doesn't have to hit on everything. It doesn't have to hit on all the details. And in fact, it shouldn't. Because that would take too long. A mission statement is short, it's potent, it's very you. And it's also good to remember that it's allowed to change with time. Not like daily change, I don't think. But change that can be reassessed after longer chunks of time to make sure that you are still that version. And that is still what you want. So I'm thinking like quarterly, we look at it few times a year. The first few drafts that I had for my mission statement felt too dense, too productive, too preachy, and too too much for other people. And so I finally whittled something down that feels like me, and I'll share mine with you too, so you have another example. I am Buffy Barfoot. I am a storyteller. I point to where darkness can overlap with light, and I want my pointing to be helpful. I am a mother, a wife, a daughter, a friend, a sister, and I am more than all of those things. I want to live in curiosity rather than judgment. I want my legacy to contain my love of story and how we each intersect with each other. So here's my direct ask. I want you to build a mission statement. I want you to write it all down and then whittle it down. And then share it aloud and and work with it a while like you're playing with dough. Spread it out and then walk away from it. Let it sit and then come back and see what comes of it. See what keeps and see what releases. And write it for you and for nobody else. There's nothing that you should put in it and nothing that you shouldn't. And if you want to send it to me, I would love to read it. And I would be really honored. And if not, then keep it private because it's yours. And you should only share it if that feels right and if that feels good. But write it down. When we write things down, it gives it life and legs and puts a boldness and an audacity to our feelings that they deserve. Write it on your bathroom mirror with lipstick or on your kitchen wall with charcoal or wherever. Be on your own side unabashedly so that you give yourself every chance possible in this life.
I'll leave you one last jewel. Where you choose to put your focus is where your mind lives. You are the gatekeeper of your own happiness. Unlock your yes. Tunde Oyene. Thank you, Tunde. Thank you, Maya Angelou. Thank you, Rachel, for pointing so that I could see something new today, more clearly than I could before. And for the ask and for the task of composing a mission statement that is our very own. Thanks to everybody for listening today to Things That Will Help Podcast. If you'd like to become a patron of this podcast, you can find out more information about how to do that on the show notes. And that's always deeply appreciated and directly supports the production of this work. I would love to know your questions. I would love to hear from you. You're always welcome to send me episode ideas to consider anything you'd like to hear me talk about. I'm always open to hearing from you. Take good care. I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you so much.